Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. I am so excited to have you with us on another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolobova, and today's guest, I gotta admit you, for the last 10 minutes, we're already chatting. We're best friends because we love puppies, we love tea, and we love plants. And we're going to meet in Bali in September on my retreat. So it's just, it's so perfect. Isn't it like so amazing how social media can really connect you with the best people ever? I just love it. Carissa, I'm so excited to have you here today. Ah, thank you so much. And you know what, what I think too, is just like the universe is using what we as humans are using to bring us together. So it is so powerful when you're just in energetic alignment, when you're open and you just attract the right people. So as soon as we're on, we're like talking about the tea and everything, I was like, yeah, there, we, this is happening on purpose for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I love it. And you know, there, I remember there was a quote, like your vibe attracts your tribe. And it's so, so, so true because so often we are just wearing the masks, not allow other people to see us. And uh, that's how we get feeling of stuckness in our life. Right. So before we go there, because I know that you and me, we can talk like three hours straight and not being even tired. But before we get into our talk, I have a beautiful tradition that I have created. And I start every single episode with uh, guided visualizations. So if you're open to it, I would love to take you there. She's like, yep, I'm already closing my eyes. I'm already ready. Yeah, let's go. Beautiful. So gently close your eyes. And start breathing deeply through your nose, breathing out through your mouth, going down, breathing in, breathing out, feeling the stable floor grounding you, feeling this present moment hugging you feeling so alive and free. And as you're slowing down because there is nowhere else to be and nothing else to do, I would love for you to visualize that it's a beautiful sunny morning in Bali and you are walking to a beautiful waterfall. You see the butterflies flying around the birds chirping, you are feeling so relaxed and so thankful to be alive. 
imagine that you're immersing yourself in this beautiful crystal blue water. And as you're putting your body in this beautiful cleansing, sacred water, you see little kids that come to this waterfall running around and playing with the leaves and flowers. And one of the little girls comes to you and brings you a big flower. She gives it to you and to your hair. She smiles and she says, who are you? What is the one thing you would love for her to know? Not what do you do, but who you really are. Mm. Love. Mm. Just as simple as that. Just pure love. Mm, that is so beautiful. And I know you want to stay in Bali, but whenever you are ready to come back to me, listen, girl, we are living in, in beautiful sunny places. So it's not like we are living in Alaska and we are trying to escape. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I have um, an, an incredible team member, um, you know, and she was flying last week from Montana and she was like, oh my God, it's snowing here. I was like, girl, pack your bikini. <laughs> get out of there yeah yeah no I can do that and it, that is so beautiful and you know I feel Carissa that sometimes we just overthink and overanalyze and we are in our head like what is the right answer what should I say who am I really and I truly believe the base the core of everything it's truly love no matter yeah, and I love yeah, I love that you asked that question too, because that has been a challenge of mine where I'm like go, going through these identity crisis, crises and identifying with who I am uh, or I, identifying more with what I do versus who I am. And so the essence of just what I've realized about who I am is just love. Like if you just, if you just always, if you move from that place, if you just share that, if you radiate that, if you just speak that, like, that's just, that's just what I am. And that's just what I want to be. And I think that if we all just remembered that we were created from love and for love and like life just becomes so much easier. We don't become so attached to material things and titles and all that, because Lord knows that I've changed my title and what I do so many times. I'm like, if you went back and all the podcast episodes I've done, I probably would have had a different answer, but this was a beautiful question. I think is such a great opportunity for us all to reflect on. Mm. Um, like what is at the core of like really who we are? I love it. And thank you so much for your honesty, because I'm on the same boat and why it doesn't surprise me. I changed my title and what I do in the past five years so much, but sometimes, don't you sometimes feel that it's challenging when you have so many passions and so many desires and so much to give to really like put yourself in the box, like one liner. I, I used to always hate the, the, the elevator pitch. Like, tell me in 60 yeah. seconds who you are. I was like, I can't, you know, like, how do you want me yeah. to put myself in a 160 character bio in Instagram? Right. It is, it is so limiting. And I I've had such a challenge with that as well. And so my, my business is all about it's freedom designers is the name of my organization and it's all about luxury, but more about like freedom to have choices more or less. And when we were writing the copy for my new website, something came through and it came from spirit. And it was like, um, they said, labels are for designer belts, not for who we are. And when we really give ourselves these labels and titles, it's, it is kind of, it is super limiting on 
who we are because we are so many things. So I totally agree. And as a business coach, that's what a lot of my clients deal with as well. Like, how do I fit? I'm like, you just accept that you're not going to and just focus on the aspects that you feel are the most uh, passionate or most important for you in this moment. And you have the freedom to change it. I just changed mine like two weeks ago, you know, so it's totally okay. I still go through it even after being in business now almost three years. Mm, that is so beautiful and amazing. And one thing that I love also is that you you put it there intuitive, right? Because I do help my clients with business, but I don't like to call myself a business coach because I'm not the typical like spreadsheets and plans and all these things that throws me down. It yeah. dims my energy, but I love that you really pair these two beautiful things, you know, the spirituality and being intuitive and the business, because I know that you work with coaches and light workers, right? So what led you into that desire to wanting to help, you know, light workers? So long story short, um, my background is in clinical psychology. I have a master's degree in that. And I got into it selfishly for myself because I had a very challenging and troubling upbringing. I got into partying at a very young age, um, you know, it, it was a very uh, difficult time in my life. And I, re- and I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression at a very young age. And so as I got older, I was just really curious about the mind and body spirit connection. And so when I got the opportunity to get into college, which was like so profound, cause I'm a first generation college student, not to mention graduate student. Um, I got in, I was like, I have to figure out like myself, I'm really curious about me and how I got diagnosed at a young age, how, you know, I was similar to my friends, but I ended up here. And so I got into it very selfishly. And then I got my graduate degree and I was like, I think I really have some sort of ability to relate to people of all walks of life. And as I just continue to do personal development, I just realized that it's so people who identify as coaches, like we're, like we're all doing the same work. It, it doesn't matter if you identify as a light worker, if you're doing, sir, if you're providing services and if you're doing your own work and you are here for love and light, um, or, or more or less, what is the highest good of all you are a light worker. And it just means that you're somebody who's here to help change, heal, support, elevate the consciousness of the world. So I think what, what I really noticed after being in business for a while is those are the individuals who have really powerful gifts, but they don't maybe know how to market them. Cause that's typically who I work with. I work with light workers and coaches who have these really strong abilities, but don't have the business acumen or individuals who have a really strong business acumen, but don't provide the best levels of coaching services. So I was like, okay, there's this, there's a need for both. And so I, I knew that I wanted to work with individuals who are going to make a really big impact in the world. And so for me, it was very easy to say it's the people who care um, about profit and, and, and whatnot, you know, they get to have their desires met as well, but, but what are they doing it for? What's their motivation? And I think that I have the ability to reach a lot of people by helping people who are reaching a lot of people as well. So it became a desire that, you know, ultimately just led me to who needs the most support right now and and what's really going to make the biggest impact on the world as we shift into this, you know, fifth dimension. And it was very easy decision of like light workers. They, they, they need that support. They need the understanding of how to use their gifts. Um, 
from a business perspective and, and get to, like, they get to have fun during the process, right? Like we take this mission and this purpose, I know for me so seriously, where it's like, I'm here for a mission. Like, I know I have to support, you know, show up in the world, but there's this beautiful blend. Like I, I know that you speak to in your business where there's feminine flow and there's business. So you get to have both. So, so yeah, I think that it's uh, it's been such a beautiful journey to help individuals who have a, a desire for greater impact in the world, not just, uh, just financial um, abundance, although that is a very important aspect as well. And I love that you are acknowledging it, you know, because I know in the past when I was looking at people in, in a spiritual realm, they were feeling guilty to be charging. And I remember at the beginning of my journey too, like, it's so easy for me. I cannot be charging for that. Like I make people feel naturally better when they're around me. How can I be charging that? Right. But then you're giving, 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 and you left yourself empty. And yeah. that's when the resentment comes and you don't have energy to impact so many people. So what do you think is the first step for those who are like, okay, I, I, I know I'm here to create an impact, but I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I love doing million things. I love playing with crystals and cards and I'm not too, too woo-woo. I'm just at the beginning, you know, like how can women start their journey into starting to turn it into something profitable too, when they know that there is more to do in their lives. Yeah, you know, I think that the beautiful part is the journey, you know what I mean? And so the more we try to focus on, well, what can I build a business out of and then reverse engineer that, that feels like heavy where I'm like, the goal is the business versus I want to explore with less of a, a need and graspiness to hold on to this is what it has to be. So I would say, because I've started out, you know, luckily for me, I was a counselor for a bit and then coaching, but I've changed so many niches, but the only way I was able to get to this place of being a business mentor and coach and intuitive for light workers and coaches is because I took years to explore. And as Abraham Hicks says, you know, it's like, how can you figure out what you like until you experience what you don't like? So if you feel, you know, you have to trust yourself to just follow the one thing, just take the one step, just share the one thing. And then from that one thing, you'll be led to another thing. And then from that thing, you'll be led to another thing. So maybe today you feel excited about sharing crystals. Okay. Talk about that. Tune into your body. How do you feel? What was the, what is the feedback you're getting? Do you want to do it again? And then just continue to follow that over and over. So I think the most simplest answer is to say, if you knew that, all of, no matter what you chose, it would yield the same result. What would you choose? And then just choose one for a bit and maybe commit for like 30 days of I'm really going to give this a shot. And then, you know, just then take a look back and say, well, what did I like? What I not like, do I want to continue this direction? Do I feel like I need to adjust here and there? And you will learn over time. Like something that I continue to remind myself of is you have everything you need right now in this moment to get started. And you will learn everything you need to finish or to get there as you go. But so often we want exactly the template to get there right now, or we're holding on to this outcome of it needs to be this business. It needs to make this much that we really don't give ourselves the opportunity to flow into it, to be led to it. Because like, you know, attraction, you're going to be attracted to these things. You're just going to, it's going to feel like a pull versus a push. And that's the thing too, right? Like notice where you're pushing, where you're trying to move towards it versus like where you're being pulled, where it's like, oh my, I can't not do this thing. And that's always been coaching for me. I, I would end up in the corner of a restaurant with somebody, you know, 
helping them in the middle of the night, you know, like when I'm at a restaurant and I would just be like, okay, this is, I have to pay attention to like, this is feels really important. And I have a ton of passions, but I was like, I could just feel it in my body. But when you're up here, you're, when you're in your head, you're not in your heart. And the heart is what's going to lead you ultimately to the passion, the profitability, the business. And so I would just tune into your body, tune into your heart, choose one thing, maybe commit for 30 days, and then just kind of audit it from there and see how it goes. Mm, I love it so much because it's, I remember um, a couple of months ago, one of my one-on-one clients asked me, Petya, but how did you know what to do? And I said, by doing I didn't know. I did like, if you would have told me that I will create, you know, online coaching business, six figure in nine months, and that I will be hosting international retreats, traveling the world, getting married next month to the love of my life. Thank you. I would think like, girl, you got, you got to get some medication on. Like this is serious, (laughs) right? I wouldn't believe it because it was so far away. Like it would be overwhelming. But I took it one step at a time and I really let my curiosity to guide me. Mm. That's what I think it's really important because whatever you call it, you know, God, universe, intuition, higher self, it doesn't matter what name label again you put on it, right? It's really about how does it feel if something feels right, you know, it's right for you. Right. It might not feel good because listen, like brushing teeth, going to work out, it doesn't feel good, but I know it's the right thing to do. Right. Sometimes that will feel like in our life and in our business, the things just feel like, okay, this doesn't feel good, but I know it feels right. So checking in, it's so important. So important. What are some of the things that you are doing to keep your intuition alive? practicing really (laughs) i think that's the thing where women are like i i can't hear myself and i'm like okay well actually let me let me really break it down okay number one is i'm spending a lot of time alone and and i don't mean like alone as in like you have to be alone all the time but i mean really disconnected from social media from stimulation even at times from podcasts and reading from everything because we have a baseline we have an energetic vibration we have an intuition but so often it's not that you're not it's not that you're not connected you're just distracted is the reality of it. And so unless you get really quiet, unless you remove distractions, sometimes it can feel really hard to tap into your intuition. So the number one thing is alone time, but really more or less what I'm saying is just disconnecting from all the stimulation of the world. I mean, maybe even going in nature and sitting outside and just really being with the sun and and doing that. So that would be number one. I do that often. And even after, you know, spending a lot of time cultivating um, this connection, it's still something I actively work on. Um, Number two is I practice a lot. So I don't just sit with like, oh, I'm intuitively feeling this. I take action on it. And then I'm learning, like we were just talking about before, you have to put yourself in the position to learn. You can't just be like, oh, I'm learning this thing. I feel, I feel intuitively led to this and then not take action on it. The only way you'll know is if it was from ego or intuition, or it was for right for you or for a lesson or whatever you learn through action. So I constantly am practicing, um, putting myself out there with trusting my intuition And the third thing I'm doing to trust my intuition is I'm trying like different modalities. I'm playing or I'm reading, I am reading books. I'm trying different meditations and exercises. One of the favorite, my favorite things to do is, um, 
I sit in meditation and I'm more um, clairsentient and claircognizant. So that meaning for those who don't know, clairsentient meaning like you have clear feeling and claircognizant, clear knowing when there's a lot of different types of um, psychic abilities, which we all have. Um, and so I sit with spirit and I will ask them to assign kind of like a pendulum. If you're, you could use a pendulum for this as well. Um, but I try to enhance my spirit, my psychic gifts. And so I'll ask for spirit to show me or help me experience or um, help me hear whatever they would, um, how they would connect with me as a no. And then for a no, I was shown a circle and I felt my right side of my body, um, uh, like a vibration or like an energy movement. And then I had them show me a yes. And so then that I was, I saw a triangle and then the left side of my body kind of like lit up with energy. And so when I make decisions and I started with small ones, when I was developing my intuition, I was like, should I wear this or, you know, yes or no question. Should I wear this? And then spirit would be like, no, I'm like, okay. So I kind of just played around with it a bit. And then I just try different modalities of practicing how I connect to spirit, how I connect to my higher self using my psychic abilities. But for those of you who aren't maybe at that level yet, you can use a pendulum and you can have your energy just assign it um because everybody's different assign it a yes or no or neutral you could even use your body where you just sit and you meditate and you just ask for a no and maybe you go backwards or a yes maybe you go forward and then just practice different things. So it's not just practicing. It's like I'm taking the action, but also trying different approaches and finding what works well for you. And then just continuing to evolve. Cause like I am a student of life. I love learning. And so I'm constantly, even though I feel like my intuition is very strong, I'm constantly putting myself into uh, different types of modalities and meditations and learning different things so that I can continue to cultivate this gift. Mm, that is so powerful. Beautiful. I love it. I remember when I was connecting with my intuition, I did it, you know, just through checking in with my body. How does it feel like in my body when it's a yes or no? So it's a beautiful practice that, you know, um, our listeners can do right away. And that's what I love, you know, so they can walk away with something to do and not just like, oh, this was a cold chat, you know, and what do I do about <laughs> my life? Right. It's um, I and I love that you were saying like disconnecting from the destructions like um, um, every Saturday we do digital detox with my fiance and we go to nature and just take our pop, you know, and, and no phones, no, not unless we're taking selfie, right. You got to have a picture. Yeah. But other than that, no distractions, you know, because I feel that that's really the way to reconnect to yourself and to know what are the next steps to do. So let's say that we do these first steps, right? Like we get really clear on what lights us up. We get really clear on what our intuition is telling us. What would be some of the, the next steps that the light workers can take, right? Because if you're a light worker, most probably you want to like be healthy people but you don't want to spend so much time on social media right like you said like you gotta have a lot of time to be disconnecting so what are some of the steps and i know for everyone it will be different but what would you say it's the foundation for light workers to start sharing that gifts and be paid for them there's so many ways i could answer this question for me, I'll, I'll share my own experience because this is what I personally have felt and what I experienced with my clients feels to be the most impactful is to find someone who has the, the results that you want and study them, work with them. Maybe you listen to their podcast like this one or 
you just take it to the next level. And I feel like the best I'm my, so my background is in psychology, as I've said, we learn more by what people are doing than what they're saying. So if you can, you can, if you're just in the energy as someone who has the life, you're going to, you're going to see what's, what behavior, what, what behavior they're doing, what things they're saying, how they're living their life. And you're going to learn that way. And through modeling, that's really primarily what it is, is through modeling. And so it can be very easy for me to say, go put yourself out there and go charge, but that doesn't always feel the most tangible. I personally think that mentorship uh, is one of the most beautiful gifts that we could give to other people. And so if you're wanting to go share your gifts, I would really highly invite you and encourage you to think about how you, uh, have you been on the receiving end of that, right? Because a lot of people want to go be a coach, but have you been coached, right? It's like trying to sell lotion that you've never experienced, right? So it's like, you can't speak I don't say you can't, but it's, it's easier to speak to what you're selling and um, be able to write about it, be able to talk about the transformation if you've experienced it yourself. So I would say maybe go hire a coach, find somebody who has the results that you want, study them. What are they doing? What are they saying? And just start practicing and adopting and maybe even implementing some of those things that they've done or just hire the person and learn from them. I think that that is the, the most accelerated way to really start sharing your gifts and be compensated for them in the most, um, in the most concise way to say that. <laughs> no, I, I love it so much, you know, because it's, um, you know, I personally, and that was just my feeling, I felt out of alignment when I didn't have a coach, right? So yeah. I had coaches throughout my journey for many years now, but there were times that I'm like, oh, I'm doing really well. Like maybe I don't need a coach anymore, right? But it's the times that we are doing well that when we get to be guided and supported so we can really scale and accelerate our growth. And right. for me, it just works right now. I'm working with three mentors and I also have a naturopath, like holistic doctor that is working with me because I truly believe in, like you said, like, it's not like me and doing what they're doing, but me really seeing what clicks with me, what resonates with me, what inspires me. Right. And how did they do that? So it's amazing. The modeling, oh, so good. So good. Um, I also wanted to ask you, what are some of the daily rituals, like your daily practices that it's a must for you to stay, you know, connected with your intuition and aligned? Oh, such a great question. And I will say that in different uh, chapters of my life, this changes. So I've, you know, been very in my masculine for a very long time. It was just, you know, up until the past couple of years that I really started to tap into my feminine energy and flow and being fluid of like, I don't have to do this thing actually today. Um, and so I think there's a time and a place in a chapter of everyone's life where they kind of go through and navigate some of that stuff. So for me, what is the most important right now is, and I've taken a while to really get to this place, but I have like three hours or four hours in the morning where I just spend with me. I wake up at six. I don't start work until usually 11 o'clock. Um, and it's the best. I love all the time I get in the morning and I show up that much more powerfully. Right. So, um, some major key things that I'm doing right now, number one is meditation. I, I think that I am my best when I have quieted my mind, when I've accessed different levels of consciousness, um, when I've really just tuned into my body. And so some days it looks like 10 minutes, some days it looks like 45, some days it looks like an hour and a half. It just depends. So I really try my best. I'm never perfect. So I will never say I don't ever skip a day, but I do, there are times I do. Um, but I would say meditation feels the most important for me in this chapter of my life. 
Um, number two is uh, earthing. So going outside and putting your feet physically on the earth to connect to the electromagnetic field of the earth helps you like really release into the earth and let go of some of the density that you're holding on to. And so um, when I connect, sometimes it's been challenging for me to connect to my intuition because I'm so overstimulated and I'm taking on a lot of energy of my clients, not to mention just the people in, in the world, right? I could go outside and I could feel somebody's pain and frustration and everything um, that they're navigating. And so going out and releasing into the world has been so incredibly powerful for me. So earthing and putting my feet on the earth, hugging a tree, uh, touching plants, really touching earth and these elements that all come together um, has been so incredible for me. And the last thing that I do, I do so many things, honestly, like every day I probably do like five or six different things. But the, I would say the third thing that feels very important is um, like a non-linear movement in my body and like not structured movement of like dancing, but just, just flowing, like putting on some music and just moving my body a bit and um, just like stretching and releasing without an actual agenda of like, I have to do this thing. Mm. So um, it helps me to connect to my intuition because I'm actually feeling what I'm feeling. I'm like, okay, I feel tight here. This feels soft here. This feels tender. Ooh, this feels exciting. And so this is like non-linear movement where I'm just flowing with music. I'm just dance. Like I dance every day. All I could dance every day, all day, but really dedicating at least an hour a day to movement. Um, not just like yoga, but like actually non-linear movement, just closing my eyes and tapping into my feelings has been really helpful. So yeah, meditation, earthing and, um, dancing. So non-linear movement have been just so incredibly powerful in me connecting with my intuition and my body. Mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> and, um, one last thing I wanted to ask you, Carissa, for the one who is listening to us right now, and she has this deep desire in her heart, like, I know I'm here to serve. I know I'm here to help other people. And she is still not feeling confident, right? She's still not feeling like ready to go out there. What is the one thing you want her to know? I don't know that you'll ever feel 100% confident. And that, that I think that's the reality is, is when you're doing something new, when you're doing something that is scary, when you're putting yourself out there um, vulnerably and, and sharing an aspect of you and something you feel like you're here to do, I don't know that you'll ever feel 100% confident, uh, especially when it's new. Like confidence is created, right? So I think that people think, oh, I need to feel confident in order to put this out there when I really, I really love the perspective of confidence is just built. And so for the woman who's not feeling confident, I would just say, and confidence is a feeling, right? So you can choose, you can choose your feeling, right? So I would just say, if you were confident, what would you do? And if, 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 um, if you knew that on the other side of sharing this gift, you would become the woman you wanted to be like, what, what would you allow yourself to do? What would you allow yourself to create in the world? And just know that you may not ever feel 100% confident and then that gets to be okay. Because anytime I've ever tried something new, every time I've put myself out there, I never felt confident. But the after like two, even like, um, especially public speaking, I'm a speaker and I do a lot of that now, but not having because of COVID, but every single time I got go on stage, I'm like, oh, I need to feel confident. But after the, I go on stage scared 90% of the time, but then after two minutes, I'm like, oh, this feels so good. This feels really right. And then I just like, 
I reflect on that and I look at this evidence. So you're not going to feel 100% confident and that gets to be okay. Do you feel qualified? You need like that's you need to check in with yourself of like, do I really feel like I'm the um I have the information, the support, the qualifications to share this, right? We want to make sure that we're coming from integrity with the work that we're doing, especially if you're doing trauma work. You want to make sure that you're informed about what you're doing. But I think confidence is created and it's created one step at a time. So go do one thing that's going to make you feel confident. So maybe you don't take clients today, but maybe you go on a live video or maybe you just say you're taking clients, Um, but just move one step in that direction. And I think that you'll really see that confidence um, comes with just one step at a time and, and just from putting yourself out there. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. And like I said, I could keep speaking to you for like three hours and I know we definitely will down the road. <laughs> and um, besides Instagram, because that's where I'm connected with you, is there any other place you love hanging out with people online? I have a podcast that I love to share as well, which I would love to have you on a guest also. So we can do that. It's called Freedom Designers. My Facebook community is free and it's also called Freedom Designers. I do live readings in there. There's a beautiful Facebook community is there as well. Uh, But primarily where I'm at is on Instagram. I love Instagram. I think just like the photos and the, um, just the being the ability to write and express and have conversations with people intimately feels really special. So that's primarily where I hang out, but Freedom Designers, both in my Facebook community and podcast are also places people could get in touch with me. Mm, Love it so much. Thank you for today. And not only for today's talk, but also for the work you are doing and allowing yourself to like evolve and change and that flexibility of being where you are, because that reflects in your work and giving permission other people to do the same. Mm, Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. 